What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth, and quick reminder is that we are in a new month. We're in December, in case you didn't realize, and uh, we got some new games to play, so make sure to download and play Titanfall 2 and Monster Energy Supercross. I have that one downloaded right there, and I'm so excited to play it. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of them, and our game of the month, picked by you guys, is Sea of Thieves. We'll be playing, and... Uh, Getting all the booty, getting all the booty, this December, this month. Uh, so make sure to play that. Come back in the month for game of the month. We're gonna have discussion on what we thought of that game as well. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us. Okay, uh, Tasty Tuesday. Let's jump into it. I got three bits of news to talk about. First bit of news. Codemasters has acquired Slightly Mad Studios, the creators of the Project Cars franchise, which in my opinion is the Dark Souls of car games. Uh, in a post that Codemasters put out on their website as if it's a news article, uh, very interesting. When I'm looking up the news, it brings me here. Um, but I guess they would know better than anybody. Uh, Codemasters today has announced that it has agreed to acquire racing simulation specialist Slightly Mad Studios. The agreement uh, cements Codemasters' position as a world-leading games developer and publisher of racing video games and expands its portfolio to include the award-winning Project Cars, together with an unannounced Hollywood blockbuster title. Frank Sagnier, Sonnier, uh, possibly, will remain CEO of Codemasters Group PLC, which will now include Slightly Mad Studios, and Ian Bell with, will retain his position of founder and CEO of Slightly Mad Studios, which is good to hear. Uh, Codemasters now employs uh, 700 people globally, with offices including London, Birmingham, Southam, 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 uh, and Runcor, Runcor, Corn. Where are these places? Uh, let's see. Both companies share a rich history of creating AAA racing games. It's funny. Codemasters used to make like some tactical shooters. And then there's like, we're a racing game company now. So very interesting. Codemasters has been a UK leader for over 30 years and is a creator of cl critically acclaimed intellectual properties, including Dirt Grid and the BAFTA winning official formula one series a game i've never played slightly mad studios has been established for 10 years and is a proud developer and owner of the project cars franchise which has generated both critical and commercial success slightly mad studios has also delivered high quality racing simulations alongside its own ip including two need for speed titles on behalf of electronic arts that's i forgot about that i forgot they made those uh, in quotes, it says, We are delighted to bring such an incredible racing game developer to the Codemasters family, and this is unequivocally or this unequivocally establishes us as a global powerhouse in the development of racing titles. That's no shit. That's <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, said Sa Frank Saunier, uh, Chief Executive Officer at Codemasters, We share the same passion and vision, and our new partnership will accelerate our growth with more streaming services coming to market and the next generation of games consoles due in 2020 this is the perfect time for codemasters to take its next step uh that's an interesting point our combined racing games portfolio is the envy of the industry and this new partnership will enable us to learn from each other share resources and take advantage of emerging platforms and technology said ian bell founder and chief of executive and executive at slightly mad studios my team is excited to be joining Codemasters, and we can't wait to forge a relationship based on creativity, passion, and the desire to create new racing experiences that excite and delight our communities. For future news, follow Codemasters 
in the usual places. All right, so um, I found this particularly interesting because uh, Codemasters is, uh, like I said earlier, well known now for being a racing game developer. Um, they used to work on other things back in the day. I remember seeing their name on like, um, oh no, what's the game that came before? Or it was like related to Arma. I don't remember. Maybe they just published that for somebody. I'm not sure. But anyway, I know they've done stuff on shooters before. But uh, they've definitely you know, created a name for themselves uh, as being a racing game developer now. I mean, they make Dirt, which is... Um, it's beloved, but you know it's got it's got some games that were kind of um, hit or miss, but other ones that people liked a lot. And really well known for being difficult racing games. Uh, they just put out Grid recently, which I was interested in playing. And I guess Formula One uh, has won awards. So if you're into Formula One, maybe you're more in on that than I am. Um, but as for them acquiring Slightly Mad Studios, um, I think this actually makes more sense than. I could have ever imagined. Um, when I read this, I was like, you know, that makes way too much sense. Uh, it, it, I'm surprised it's just happening now. Um, you know, they Slightly Mad Studios has worked on Need for Speed, apparently, before. And that's where I think I remember their name back in the day. Um, and maybe they made good ones. I don't know. Um, maybe they did more of the simulation-style ones, uh, which would make a lot of sense. I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you know which ones they worked on. But... Uh, the, the games of theirs I do know are the Project Cars games, and I'm actually a fan of them. They're very, uh, very sim-based. In fact, I picked up Project Cars 2, and uh, I was playing with the controller, and I was like, this isn't working. This just is not the way to play this game. End up buying a pretty decent uh, racing wheel, and it made all the difference. Suddenly, that game just opened up. It became more um, reasonable, but also fun to play. Uh, so... They they are definitely um, a sim racer developer, uh, and I feel like they are at home with Codemasters, which is really cool to hear. I'm also glad to hear that everyone is remaining uh, where they were before before the acquisition from Codemasters. Sometimes that can you know change things around. They just buy the name or the brands or something like that. It's just like you know hostile takeover. This sounds like more just like hey you guys kind of do what we kind of do already let's uh let's just acquire you have you keep doing what you do because we like what you're doing maybe give you a bigger um developmental platform um to work off of uh this also sounds good for codemasters because like sometimes kind of get worried about them because they make games that sell well but sometimes they make games that don't really hit either and so i'm always kind of like they're not a giant company but they've been around for a long time too so like um, you know, I don't know if they're, I, I never know if they're in trouble or not, or if they're doing well. It seems like, you know, like I said, it's off and on. A lot of their games, they come out, you're like, this game's amazing. Then one comes out and they're like, this one's not as good. And I guess that's something that you see typically with most developers, but they're just not the size of some of the bigger ones that can get away with that kind of thing. So, um, if they're going around buying developers, they must be doing well. So that is good to hear as well. So this seems like a win-win to me. This seems like, like... Slightly Mad Studios is going to be right at home with Codemasters. Hopefully, they can just maintain what they're already doing. Uh, I want to see a Project Cars 3. I really like Project Cars 2. It's really, really good as long as you can play it uh, correctly, which, uh, in my opinion, is with the wheel, with a racing wheel. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is really cool. Can't wait to see what they do together in the future. And, um, 
yeah, just makes complete sense. This is actually really cool to hear for both of them. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to see more games from Codemasters as well. Uh, let me know in the comments, what do you think about everything I just talked about? Obviously, the acquisition of Slightly Mad Studios from or into Codemasters, but also, have you played the new Grid? That's my bigger question. I keep eyeing that game, and it looks really cool, but I'm not, I didn't hear a lot about it. So if you've played that, or know anything about it, you're hearing a lot of stuff about it, negative, positive, let me know in the comments. But also, have you played Project Cars, Project Cars 2, what you think of them? Do you like Codemasters? Do you play their games? Do you play Dirt? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, second bit of news is a bit of Death Stranding Kojima news, and that is Death Stranding 2. Kojima says he would start from zero. Very interesting. Now, I'm going to read this article. I don't think it'll have spoilers. I've not read it yet. But if I start reading something that sounds a little spoilerish, I will try and skip over or edit it out because this is a game I've beaten recently. I absolutely love this game. I wish uh, everybody would play it and beat it all the way through to experience, uh, in my opinion, this masterpiece. I said it. Don't kill me in the comments if you disagree. Just be like, yeah, I don't like it. And uh, I'll be like, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad that we can have different opinions, and not fucking want to kill each other like everyone on Twitter. Twitter's a fucking cesspool. I hate that place. Anyway, continuing forward, Hideo Kojima says he would consider making a sequel to Death Stranding, but it would probably wouldn't continue from the first game. Uh, in an interview with Vulture, Hideo Kojima discussed the possibility of working with Norman Reedus again, and that if he did, it uh, could be a sequel to Death Stranding. That said, if he... If he were to start such a project, Kojima says he would start from zero. What that presumably means is that a second game wouldn't continue any plot points on the front or on the f points on from the first game. My apologies, that was me fucking up. Uh, perhaps the two games would be connected by sharing the same universe or exploring similar themes instead. Norman Reedus, of course, plays the part of main character Sam Bridges in Death Stranding, so it could be that he reprises that role in a sequel, but isn't the main character instead simply interacts with the plot in some form. Aside from a possible Death Stranding 2, the interview also reveals that why Kojima added online components to the game after watching Martin Scorsese's 1976 film Taxi Driver, which is a great reason to think about multiplayer, um, Kojima raised, realized that people all over the world felt loneliness that he did as a kid. Uh, I, I, th I think that's pretty accurate. I think a lot of people nowadays are pretty lonely. Uh, that feeling of wanting to alleviate loneliness led to the social strand system. Uh, in quotes, he says, that's why I added this indirect online connection in the game so that people will feel it's all right. It's okay. What a sweetheart. What a sweetheart Kojima. Sweetie Kojima. That's his name. You're relieved that you're not alone. You see other people's footprints and think it's not just me here. Kojima also says that, he, uh, that the terrifying ocean-based imagery in the game, Seas of Tar and Giant Squid Monsters, stems from his fright when his late father pushed him out to the ocean on a boat when he was a kid. That's interesting. I was I, Because even in Metal Gear Solid Five, there's like this giant fucking whale swimming around. And I'm like, what's with him and fucking... What's with him and whales? What's with him in the ocean? Um... Maybe he lived on the beach as a kid, I don't know. But apparently his dad shoved him in the ocean, which is uh, pretty fucked up. Uh, on the topic of his parents, Kojima also reveals that he didn't tell his mother that he started his own studio and was making Death Stranding. Uh, in quotes, he said, I thought uh, I'll tell her once I've become a little successful, he said. I don't want her to worry. Unfortunately, Kojima's mother died during the game's development, so he never got to tell her, which he regrets. Wow, that's fucking a bummer. 
Uh, the ghosts in the game, maybe my parents are one of them, seeing me in this world, he said to Vulture. I wanted to have that kind of metaphor that within you, you're connected to the people that passed away. Whew, that's fucking deep. Okay, especially after beating the game. Anyway, this is supposed to be fun news. That's that's really depressing. His dad shoved him in the ocean as a kid, and his mom passed while making Death Stranding, and he didn't tell her because he wanted to be successful before he told her. Okay, um, anyway, talking about Death Stranding 2, uh, this is really interesting news because, I, like I said, I've beaten Death Stranding. I fucking loved it. Um, if it's a one and done, I'm 100% fine with that. It definitely serves as that. If we get a second one, I'll definitely take it as long as it's done well. But, you know, I'm a huge Kojima fanboy. He's my favorite developer of all time, game maker, and, um, you know, wherever he goes, I follow. But, um,. But yeah, this idea that he's talking about, at first I was like, you know, he's talking about the character and if he'll show up in the second one, that's a bit spoilerish, kind of, because it implies certain things uh, to how they could do a sequel. But then I'm thinking about it, and if you beat the game or you've played the game, you know it plays around a lot with life and death in a really interesting way. Wow, look at this advertisement for the amazing 9.0 Sega Genesis Mini, which I do still need to buy, so uh, thanks for doing that ad um but uh but the way they handle life and death and death stranding is very interesting and i'm not going to go into it just you should definitely play it i do plan on doing a full spoiler talk though hopefully when someone i know beats the game i'd like to have that conversation i'll just talk to myself like i'm doing here um i also really want to do a review bad um i'm already about halfway through making one right now but uh but the way they handle it you know i he could do whatever he wants. I mean, like, he could literally... Every character in this game, something could happen to or not happen to. And he, he could continue it on any way he wants. Because the way he's made this world um, gives him a lot of freedom. And Kojima in general, the way his brain works, he'd figure out a way anyway. So, I, you know, the idea of him making a second one starting from zero, uh, in quotes... But, you know, possibly just meaning, you know, starting from someone else's perspective, starting a fresh story within that world. I really like that idea, actually. I wish more people would do that. I think it's safer when you make a sequel to start it as a continuation or a very closely connected uh, plot to the original and keeping characters um, that, you know, people already know because it, it, it brings more people over. If you start with new people, some people might go, well, I really like the people from the last game. In fact, when they were talking about making The Last of Us 2 originally, they said they didn't want it to be about Joel and Ellie. Um, they obviously backtracked on that, but I don't care either. I want to play that game really bad. I fucking love The Last of Us. Also, another favorite of my uh, of all time for me. Um, but they they kind of flirted with that, that idea as well, and I was kind of hoping they would do that because I like the idea of having brand new characters and maybe having story elements and characters from the last game kind of come into the story so you can go oh shit i know what's going on there i know what's going on there i don't think enough people do that so if kojima made death strain 2 and made it um a different story than that world which I, I think would open up so much more too because the death stranding as an event um is such a there, there's there's a lot of lore there so you could really start from somewhere else and have a completely different story that's really interesting brand new characters brand new characters with dooms or whatever um and then, you know, bring in Norman Reedus or, or, you know, hints of him or other characters from the first game. And I think it'd be really cool. So I, I kind of like the idea of what he's saying. But again, this is Kojima. So whatever he's saying right now, it, it could be something else different. It seems like he creates ideas and then later he takes some of those ideas he thought of earlier and creates something brand new. Um, recently I read something saying that he wanted to make like the scariest game ever, which he was planning on doing with 
Silent Hills, but that didn't happen. So possibly he might want to make a horror game as well. And I think he should. I think I, I really uh, so. I'm a huge Miller Solid fan. It's my favorite series of all time, and I'm really happy that they, they that whatever happened, Konami happened because without that Death Stranding and the cancellation of Silent Hills, Death Stranding wouldn't exist without those things happening. And I love Death Stranding, so um, I love that Kojima got to. Uh, flex his creative muscle and do something brand new. And so if he wants to make a second one, please do that. If he wants to make a completely different game, please do that. Like, I just, I want more from Kojima. Um, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, this is all over the fucking place, but I got a lot of thoughts when it comes to Kojima and Death Stranding. But, um, but yeah, really, really interesting stuff. Very small, but a lot to get from it. Um, I like that we're already talking about making another game. I'm glad that he's not, you know, sitting back and going, okay, yeah, fucking, I made my game, and, and a lot of people loved it, a lot of people didn't like it, but I can just relax now. He's already saying, hey, I already got ideas. I'm already thinking about other things, and that's really cool to hear. Um, another thing I want to touch on, too, that I really like is the, I mean, I'm a big movie buff, so the idea that Martin Scorsese's uh, Taxi Driver, oddly enough, uh, was inspiration for him to want to make people feel less lonely in his game, which he achieved. The game you were alone in, but you never feel alone. You are constantly surrounded. You feel the energy of other people around you constantly because they're just like building shit around you and helping you and you're helping them and people are reminding you that you're that they're there and there's just this constant positive uh, reinforcement that's happening when you play Death Stranding. It's really weird, specifically because you're all alone. And so when he says, you know, he didn't want people to feel lonely, he, he achieved that in the weirdest way possible. Other people just make like a co-op game, which I would love. Post-game, if you could play with people, or uh, at least connect with your friends in a, in, a, in a straightforward manner. That'd be very cool in Death Stranding. But, uh, I you know, I, again, this is such a Kojima thing that he watched that movie and he's like, I want my game to feel less lonely. And he did it. And he nailed it. He did a great job with it. I really like the system. It's really smart. It definitely feels inspired by De Dark Souls. I almost said Death Souls. Um, and uh, yeah, really cool stuff. So let me know in the comments, what do you guys think about a Death Stranding 2? Have you played Death Stranding? Have you beaten it? Do you fucking hate the game? Let me know in the comments. Do you want a Death Stranding 2? Do you want something else from Kojima? Do you think Kojima is overrated? Uh, what do you think about the start from zero if you made a Death Stranding 2? Uh, and bringing Nord Norman Norden? Redis back, um, and uh, what do you think about Kojima's sad stuff he talked about too? Being pushed in the ocean and his mom and stuff that's really sad shit. Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, last bit of news is a bit of a confirmation on a thing that keeps getting leaked over and over again, and I'm wondering when the fuck are we just gonna get the reveal at this point? And that is, uh, let's start from the beginning. So, um Capcom apparently has two mystery games in December, that's this month, including one unannounced title, which, ooh, I like that. But, let's jump into the article. Capcom is rumored to be preparing at least two new game reveals during Jump Festa, an annual expo in Japan which is dedicated to all things manga and anime. It's very interesting. Confusingly, Jump Festa 2020 will be taking place over the weekend in December 21, 22, or er, 2019. 
Don't write articles like this. <laughs> no fewer than four games will be shown by Capcom at Jump Festa, as confirmed by a Japanese gaming magazine. Two of these games will be Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection and Monster World Iceborne, while at the least one of the remaining two, uh, two secret games will be an all-new title. Last week, multiple sources claimed that a Resident Evil 3 Nemesis remake is deep in development, which is rumored like right after Resident Evil 2 remake came out. Um, deep in development, it could be ready to launch in 2020. If so, Jump Festa would certainly be a timely place to reveal it, I guess. Now the sensible part of my brain tells me this isn't something to be excited about. It's probably yet another Mega Man collection or perhaps Street Fighter V version 36. This guy's so cynical. He's, he's kind of like me. Uh, the other much more significant part of my brain is making me convince myself we're getting a new Dino Crisis, which everybody keeps talking about. If I'm going really wild, maybe it's time for Power Stone 3. That's not going to happen. One can but dream. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake is the smart money then, although the prospect of an Ace Attorney 7 or even a new Okami in conjunction with Platinum Games have also been mooted. Who knows, really, but keep your eyes peeled at the tail end of 2019. What would you like to see Capcom announce next? Now, that's what I was going to ask you guys as well. But uh, interestingly enough, let's move into the next part. Resident Evil 3 Remake cover art leaks ahead of official announcement. You can't keep secrets anymore. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake cover art has leaked ahead of an official announcement from Capcom. The cover art, which Eurogamer sources have confirmed to be the real deal, was spotted on Gamstat via Reset Era. Fuck Reset Era. Uh, Gamstat tracks additions to PlayStation Network, and on it can be seen cover art for Japanese and international versions of Resident Evil 3 Remake, uh, which we got pictures here. But let me finish real fast. Back to the... No, no, no. Okay, they're going to talk about this. So let's just jump into this. Let's, let's look at the shit. So we got um, cover art here, uh, which does look uh, pretty official. Looks real. Um, has the same uh, iconography, visual style that Resident Evil 2 Remake had. Um, Nemesis is looking grosser than he did before. I mean, that's going to be kind of the, the thing with better graphics, but also his design looks a lot uh, more melty and disgusting. Uh, Claire is looking weird and different. That doesn't look like her to me at all, but I'm hoping that's who it is who I'm talking about. I can only assume since she's the fucking main character. And uh, I forgot the other guy's name in that game, but he also looks pretty different. But the thing I really liked about Resident Evil uh, 2 Remake is they made it more realistic and grounded feeling, even though it's still really ridiculous, it's all zombie shit, but um, it, it, they, they're, they're going for, especially with the RE engine, uh, a more realistic look. The the It's trying to achieve some pretty real-looking stuff, similar to how Hideo, Hideo Kojima uh, is always striving for realistic looks as well, so uh, it's not a surprise that you would see something different here we have the japanese one here of course because they call it biohazard over there re3 interesting they would call it biohazard re3 but i'm sure the brand of resident evil is bigger than the brand of biohazard because you know the american market and everywhere else i'm sure well what do they call it over there in europe let me know in the comments below i'm um, pretty sure probably resident evil but it could be wrong and have been in the past and then we got biohazard re3 z version is that like um, the $120 version? Look at fucking his face. Look at those teeth. This almost looks like a comic book or something. But, uh, damn. His his mouth is fucking crazy looking. Uh, yeah, so these have been leaked. 
Not a surprise. In fact, if this jump festa is happening very soon, they'll probably wait to reveal this. But I would not be surprised within like the next 24 hours to two days we get a trailer dropped. Because a lot of times when stuff gets like confirmed ahead of time, they don't want the they don't want to lose that momentum. Like if everyone's talking about it, might as well drop it now. So, you know, it's already cats out of the bag, might as well talk about it. So um yeah, and continuing the uh, article, it says back to the cover art, we see Resident Evil star Jill Valentine um, with a reworked look, definitely a reworked look, she looks completely different, as well as Carlos Oliveira, uh, one of the surviving members of the Umbrella Biohazard Countermeasure Service, UBCS, sporting a new hairdo, very new hairdo, he looks like he's been living uh, on the streets for a while uh, during this outbreak. And uh, otherwise, he's looking pretty good. They both look dirty as fuck. I mean, they, they look like they're surviving an apocalyptic situation, which I think is probably the goal. Uh, so good on Capcom. And of course, we see Nemesis itself, the intimidating villain from the original, who's going to go, Stars! Um, with an almost New York accent. Stars! Given this leak, an official announcement is surely not far off. The Game Awards on the 13th of December sounds like a good shout. Like, it sounds like a good shout. Huh. Um, so this is interesting. Before I read the last thing, the Jump Festa thing, which could be unrelated. Maybe what they're going to announce the two games there won't be the Resident Evil thing. When I first saw these leaks, my first thought was Game Awards. They're going to show up the Game Awards. It's right around the corner. But I also didn't have the Jump Festa thing, uh, you know. Um, it's not on my radar. It's not something I was uh, I was thinking about. So uh, both are a good bet, but I would not be surprised. This is going to be a big reveal. So if you don't think Jeff Keighley's not going to want that at the Game Awards last year, Game Awards was like a mini E3. It almost had more announcements than the E3 of that year. Um, so if they don't show this there, they're going to show it the other thing. One of the two makes sense. It's right around the corner. You know, they've been talking about this remake since Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, they've been working on it. Uh, if it comes out next year, you know, that'd be crazy. It'd be kind of cool, too, if they released a version that comes out on the newer consoles as well, because I know that RE engine, it already looks fantastic. I know you can crank that fucker up. Like, I would love to see what that looks like. Um, and, yeah, as for, yeah, the uh, leaks and stuff, they, they, they look cool. Admittedly, Resident Evil 3 is my least favorite Resident Evil. Um, well, of the original Resident Evils, there's a lot of shit ones after that, but, um... But, you know, it, it, the remake treatment will be good for it. Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake was fucking awesome. I love it. I can't recommend it enough. It's so fucking good. It's one of my favorite survival horror games ever. They did a complete justice. They did it better than it than I expected. And so if they can give the same treatment to Resident Evil 3 and play similar, just, you know, the story of Resident Evil 3, new locations, all that stuff, that would be awesome, especially because... Resident Evil 3 takes place during the same event as Resident Evil 2, so it's almost complementary. It's, it's like almost a continuation, especially now, just releasing that remake and releasing a new remake to expand the lore and, and kind of revitalize Resident Evil to its horror um, origins, which is really what I want. I mean, that was my biggest... That, that was the best thing about Resident Evil 2 Remake, because I was like, this is a horror game again, and this is fucking awesome. I loved it. So I'm really excited about this. Um, like I said, you know, Resident Evil 3 is like my least favorite one, and I'm really excited to play this because of what they do with 2. So, uh, yeah, let me know in the comments. What do you guys think about Resident Evil 3 Remake? What do you think about the leaked 
cover art that was revealed. Um, where do you think they're going to announce this? Is your money on the Game Awards? Is your money on Jump Festa? What are the other games you want Capcom to announce? We just played Lost Planet 2 recently, and I would love to see a new Lost Planet in the vein of Lost Planet 1 and 2. Let's forget about 3. And uh, just make a brand new one on a brand new engine. I would fucking love that shit. Uh, Okami, that'd be interesting. Dino Crisis is the big one everyone keeps asking for. I think it's too on the nose, specifically if they're working on Resident Evil remakes, to just be making a Dino Crisis remake. But I don't think if they said, hey, we're making this too, on top of the other horror games, anybody's going to complain. So, uh, you know, I think people would be happy across the board if they decided to do that. And... Uh, yeah, what do, what do you want from Capcom? What uh, IPs are not around right now that you'd like to make a resurgence? Is there a fighting game that they made in the past that you would really like to see come back? They've made quite a few of them outside of Street Fighter. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below on Resident Evil 3 and all the juicy gossip surrounding it. That's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming. As always, thanks for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Terminal Twitter, Facebook, and Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out my streams. Links down below. I'm on Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube. You can watch me anywhere when I stream. I triple stream when I stream. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, my name's Seth. Until the next episode, which will be later this week. Have a good week, guys, and take it easy.